Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue. Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? And welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhart, Garrett Eisler here to discuss the season four finale, mm. episode 22, one for the bunny that aired March 22nd, 1974. And who are our writers? We have a new writer, one writer, John Rappaport, who's, uh, this will be the first of two odd couples he'll write another episode in season five um his credits around he 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 has a lot of credits from the late 60s and early 70s but his main shows seem to have been uh laughing and then mash were his main gigs some all in the family um and then oddly his credits disappear after mash not the after mash show but after the original mash ended 1983 uh and uh he disappears but until he shows up as a actor or as himself in a documentary from 2012 so this is uh, some 25 years later uh called lunch familiar with this documentary called lunch no it's about i have i i really want to watch it now and then i've discovered it but it's about a bunch of old hollywood comedy writers and comedians who get together for lunch every day or so in la and uh apparently has sid caesar in it and um, a bunch of people like that and writers for Sid Caesar and other shows, and he's listed as one of the uh, characters in it, one of the people in it. So, uh, curious if any of our listeners may be familiar with this film and or know what John Rappaport did after 1985. All right. Before we start, I have I have a what I thought was interesting little anecdote. Maybe it's not, but I do these crossword puzzles on my iPad, and uh, on the latest one I'm doing. Number seven down, the clue was Tootsie Oscar nominee. Uh-huh. Four letters down. Okay. Do you know the answer to that? Well, um, I is that referring to the movie Tootsie? Yeah. yeah. Well, what else could have it's not a right. candy? And well, I mean, we're 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 not a Tootsie podcast. Uh, no, but with someone we've Let's talked see. about recently but who is the Oscar? who now who was in tootsie we That's mentioned it one. we mentioned this um in the flying felix episode hmm. <laughs> all right i'm not gonna terry gar terry gar right right okay. now the next clue eight down mm-hmm. is oh there's Bill- more to this story okay yeah that's clue number one. That by itself is not interesting. <laughs> okay, I, I was wondering. The next clue is building annex. <laughs> yes, and that's it. We uh, had a okay, whole so discussion you're... about Terry right, Gar in the episode. And, the and next scene is that guy scenes, saying the word yes, annex wrong. Yes, right. Uh-huh. So the fact you're that those clues are next. A... 
conspiracy the, no, or, or no or, the fact or that those message no nothing nothing fans. like that the fact that those clues are next to each other <laughs> in this crossword right. which has no right. m- would have no meaning to anyone else but us i thought was i, inter- I okay. thought was just like a notable coincidence not That's even it. you don't think the person behind right no the no crossword. no no what was the answer for the uh building uh, annex it's four letter down it's a d d it's abbreviation a d d n addition yes um I just thought that was like, what are the chances that those two things are next to each other? In a <laughs> very small, puzzle? Yes. very small. Yeah. Um, okay. So we begin our episode with an establishing shot of fake for te- fake 1049 Park Avenue. There's a, fl- it's a flashback episode as we know going into it. I don't think the viewer knew it when it was on. So we're in the kitchen because as we know, flashback episodes, they reset the living room. So they can't, they don't want to show it two ways current and flashback uh murder comes in from the back door of the kitchen which i don't feel like we've seen since maybe season yeah. one in the old in the old uh kitchen now wait a minute has anyone gone you're saying no one i can't remember we haven't even seen that door I, no i'm not saying that i don't think we've seen someone come in from that door into the kitchen mm. you're right because I remember in other episodes, uh, when they're locked back there for some reason, Felix or whoever comes in through the the main kitchen door. Yeah, because this is the sham. They're shampooing the rug I here. See. Ah, in the other episodes, they don't pretend there's something wrong in right. the living room. Right. Okay. Well, that'd be interesting because that holds up. But I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, we. She's Which means up- I had to make it a functioning door for this episode. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and we only see the. She has a magazine when she walks in, but we don't. We only see the back of it. We do see some interesting set decoration items from this vantage point. There's some framed kind of whimsical drawings of food on the wall. Like a, one looks to be like a sandwich, maybe a chicken parm. And then another has a decanter of liquid. I don't know if you noticed those. I thought I those did were, not notice that. I like those would be something like if those came up at an auction as mm. you know, actual set props from Odd Couple, mm. I would consider buying mm. those. We see a blender and then we see a toaster covered with a green and white flowered cloth cover. Oscar says, hi, Myrna. She says, hi, Mr. M. How come you got a sign on the front door? Use the service door. Oscar says, for the same reason I'm typing in the kitchen. Felix shampooed the rug. It's still wet. I can't even get to my room. I'm a prisoner in here. He's sitting at the kitchen counter typing. There's yellow crumpled up papers all over the place and he has a beer can. Myrna says, where do you go? Uh, And she's referring to the bathroom. Oscar says, I use the Benjamin's apartment. And he points to his right. So I guess that means his next door neighbor are named the Benjamins. And he says, here's presumably who presumably were part of that crowd and the neighborhood watch. That's right. And are (laughs) are happy to let Oscar come use their bathroom. But I'm sure not Felix. Not Felix. Here's the first two pages for the column. All right. And he hands her two pages that are very wet. Why, did you understand why they're wet? Is that because they're be- covered in beer? I didn't understand why they're wet. I don't. Yeah, you're right. We didn't see them get wet. No. What Maybe did you? Th- I didn't think much of it about it at all. But uh, you're. He is drinking beer. There, he is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they cut a little intro where he got sloppy or something. So she looks at them and says, "What's it about water polo?" So she's referring to the fact they're wet, but she's mm. 
kind of saying they have water on them, which I don't understand why that would be. Oscar notices the magazine in Myrna's hand and asks what, what it is. And she says, oh, it's your Playboy. It came in the mail. So as she's saying this, she kind of shows it to him. And we can see the cover now. And it's a real Playboy magazine. I never noticed this before. It's February 1974. I, I was able to establish what it is by seeing the cover and Googling Playboy covers from the year. Uh, the cover Just for had, the articles. Yes. The cover had former playmate Karen Christie on the cover. And the, her nipples are actually partially exposed wow. in the actual magazine. Uh-huh. which means if any ABC viewer could actually see it, it that right. would be very well, risque. I just don't think they could see it. They could, right. But how were you even able to enlarge to get a good view of it? Well, if you freeze you, frame you, it. Paul, you freeze frame. What You were watching it on a large television? No, I watch it on either iPad or a laptop. Okay. But you can zoom in on an iPad. And it's the cover, It you know, I couldn't see it very clearly, but if you look at... Uh, I'm sorry, Playboy covers from 1973. Right. You, could, you could see the match, right? Yeah, I could, it wasn't hard to find the match. And then I could find so, what was in the art, in the magazine. That is interesting, interesting little bit of product placement. I mean, first of all, the whole episode is yes, right. clearly a coordination given the appearance of Mr. Hefner later. Um, so it's a, <laughs> it's a big product, 30-minute product placement. Uh, so it's not surprising they would have the specific magazine, but it's also interesting that they just donated what, like a recent issue. Right. right? And and that the they prop. didn't attempt to cover it up because yeah. I would think the yeah. cover is not really kosher for 1974 t- network TV. Now, wouldn't Playboy have been one of those magazines to uh, be sent to you in a kind of wrapper? I, yeah. And I think on the newsstands also would be kind of hidden right. behind something. So, so how does Myrna... Um, did Myrna open it already? Oh, that's true. And it yeah, it doesn't even have his name on it. So maybe she opened it at the at the yeah. office and brought it to him. Right. Uh, the playmate of the month was Francine Parks, and the articles inside were a Clint Eastwood interview, an article written by Candace Bergen about her trip to China, and an <laughs> article about Watergate. Amongst yeah, other it articles. is true. You know uh, that is the the running gag of you know uh, I read it for the articles. Uh, they, especially Playboy of that era, was very serious about its journalism, which I yeah. guess is why uh, it's supposed to be legit that Oscar worked there and before he went to the newspaper. Yeah. So uh, that is a, that's a typical lineup of articles from an early 70s Playboy. Yeah. Oscar says, why'd you bring it here? Myrna says, so you could read it. He gets off the stool and very agitatedly says, I have it sent to the office for a reason. Myrna says, why? You're not married. Oscar says, will you listen to me? If I send, if I have it sent to the office, that's what I want. Now, Felix walks in from the back door and says, hi, folks. At this time, Oscar quickly hides the Playboy under his sweatshirt. But Myrna, not picking up on any cues, says, why doesn't he want this in the house? And he points to the magazine. He, she points to the magazine that's obviously sticking out from Oscar's sweatshirt. And Felix says, what? Why doesn't he want what? <laughs> Then he feels the magazine over the sweatshirt and says, what, what do you got here? Myrna takes the magazine out and shows the cover to Felix and says this. Felix grabs it with disgust, throws it out the back door and shakes his finger at Oscar as we go to commercial. So from there, we're going to play our first clip uh, right back from commercial. I told you I never want that rag in this house. I tried to warn it was too late. What do you got against the magazine? Everything. 
Never bring it back here again. Do you understand that? Do you understand me? Holler at her. I didn't bring it in. Hey, look what I found in the hall. Policemen on duty. Hey, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. Don't forget the floor's wet. Boy, it's all the times I let him ride in my squad car. Next time he sits behind the cage. What does he got against the magazine? Oh, it goes way back to when I used to work for Playboy. How come you got fired? What makes you think I got fired? Who would quit? <laughs> Murray, you kill me. Yeah, that was my first job in New York. I used to write copy and things like that. The magazine was just beginning. But Felix couldn't get started as a photographer, see? He wanted to marry Gloria, but he couldn't get enough money. This is going to be a long story, Murray. Maybe you'll like it. Anyway, one night he came to the apartment. That's what it really was, my apartment. Oh, it had that nice lived-in look. So in the flashback, it's the set we've seen before. Uh, uh, we see Oscar in his underwear. He's wearing a green lawn sleeved shirt he's sitting on a green couch in the living room watching a basketball game on a smallish portable tv do you think the 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 portable tv is like (laughs) is that a period thing uh is that supposed to be a bachelor thing or uh it's funny i'm not sure of your question it's funny that they don't roll out. They have a television that they roll out occasionally. Right? Now, I maybe now. didn't have one in 60s. So are they implying he couldn't afford a real television set? Or I actually thought it was kind of a luxury to have that sort of TV set. Right, I thought then. so too, but... I, I didn't take. I didn't make anything of it. Yeah, okay. On the coffee table, we see a beer can. We see grapes and the bowl of other fruit. The doorbell rings. Oscar asks, who, who is it? Who it is? Who is it? And we hear Felix respond with Felix's name. Oscar gets up from the couch and says, oh, I'm glad you came by, buddy. You're just the guy I want to see. He goes to the door. And as he does that, we see clothes all over the living room as usual. And we see a brief glimpse of the gorilla that has been in other Bruce. episodes. That, yeah, that they rolled out. I forgot that was the name. Uh, so we open the door and Felix is standing there leaning against the door jam. He's wearing a fedora, right? That's a fedora? Uh he, yeah, yeah, basically an old fashioned men's hat. Yeah. And a dark checkered suit. And he is a so we're sullen... kind of like, we're supposed to be, he's married to Gloria. No, not yet. That's the whole point. Oh, sorry. So it, ah, so interesting in the, we've never done this, but you know, in the chronology, if you yeah. take all the flashback this episodes, this doesn't work. This would I'm be sure this doesn't after, work. <laughs> after <laughs> okay. the blind dates. Wait. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, now we're just uncovering another inconsistency because in uh, speak for yourself is that it the one where they the flashback to that's to the mar- that's to the proposal yeah okay oh it could be after that because they didn't get married yet so he could have proposed to her in that episode and this and this would come shortly after that yes that works but this is but before so... he marries blanche the problem is this is and before the edna's birth this is 1950 something because he said the magazine just got started. It's launched in oh. 1953, but the Playboy clubs, I don't think mm-hmm. those started. Um, I don't think those started as early as the, as the actual magazine. And there's also the episode where Felix meets um, Gloria at Oscars for the, you know, the whole blind date episode. The first Playboy well, club opened in Chicago in 1960. So maybe Oscar's saying the magazine just got started. So let's say this is early 60. I have a feeling if we traced 
what we think is the timeline of that blind date episode. Yeah. And the speak for yourself and this, it has to fall apart. It just, there's no way it works <laughs> because they don't care. They well, weren't thinking about out. that. Okay. Um, so, so he's wearing a fedora. I feel like when he opens the door, I feel, and that he's doing that pose. Like I yeah. felt like it was supposed <laughs> to be guys and dolls type of, um, what's the character? He looks actually very much the way he looks in those, Rock Hudson, Doris Day movies that he did. Oh, that's there. right. What's uh, the f- name, name? Kind of an illusion character in Guys and Dolls. What's the? Uh, Sky Masterson. Sky Masterson. That's what I thought of. Like we're supposed to right. think he's like Sky Masterson. Nathan Detroit. Wait, which is Sky Masterson? Is the 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 leading man? Yeah, the antic yeah. leading. He, the uh, Nathan Detroit is the comic. Uh, Okay. Anyway, he's got a pose and uh, he's not happy. Oscar says, that bad, huh? Felix says, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Oscar says, no luck again today. Felix says, I got one call. An old lady wanted me to photograph her parakeet winking. I said, yes. Then she told me she would be able to pay me. She wouldn't be able to pay me. Felix puts his hat on the gorilla's head. I don't know if you noticed that. That's where he like hangs his hat (laughs) when he's in the apartment. Even Felix is doing that now. She said she would knit me an afghan, any color I chose. I even agreed to that. Then she said it would take over a year and a half because of her arthritis. I don't know. I don't know. I may turn it down. And of course, this reminded me of Spot Moskowitz and that Felix <laughs> always seems to be dealing with little old ladies and their pets. Yeah. So Felix sits on the couch, but the couch is not functioning properly and it tips up as the legs are broken on one side. So when he sits on it, the other side goes up, although this didn't seem to happen when Oscar was sitting on it. Oscar says, I'm telling you, turn it down. Now he sits on the other side of the couch and it tips the other way. And Felix says, I need the sweater. Black to match my future. I'm never going to have enough money to marry Gloria. And he now starts to weep. Oscar says, sure you are. I'm trying to tell you your troubles are over. I got you a job today. So that leads us to our second audio really yeah wait what tell what, what tell playboy me. magazine the same one i'm working for i showed the art director your pictures i want to tell you he flipped he says you're very talented i am i'm really good oscar oh you're I, such a good friend thank you oscar. you thank don't you. have I, to thank me it was your pictures that convinced him really yeah my talent got me the job yeah. i don't have to thank you yes you do i also got gloria job doing what cocktail waitress Cocktail waitress. Well, it's a UF Miss Club. The magazine has its own club. I mean, it's a classy joint. Well, but tell me about me. What do I do? When do I start? Well, you start right away. You have to do some tests for Miss April. I don't understand. Well, you, you take pictures of six nudes, and they choose one to be Miss April in the centerfold, see? Nudie cuties? <laughs> You're not going to be nervous about that, are you? No, no. I'm nervous. Listen, you know me. Easy younger, Mr. Party Guy. You're Mr. Party Guy? I'm certainly not one of your repressed Victorian squares. I'm an artist. I hang loose. Oh, you shot nudes before then, huh? Millions. Oh. Well, come on. Let's go out and celebrate, huh? I got a better idea. Let's do something really great. Let's clean this room. Are you kidding? We're going to go out and celebrate. We're going to go to the club. We're going to drink a few drinks. We're going to see Gloria. We're going to laugh a lot. It's going to be a ball. You know, I like this room better in the dark. <laughs> so from there... We cut to inside of the Playboy Club, club, which I feel like they did a good job making it feel like what a Playboy Club would look yeah, like. I mean, having never seen the inside of one myself. I... Yeah, it was believable. It felt authentic. It yeah. didn't feel like uh, a set, which I think they're very good at in the show. It didn't feel like it's 
it probably was a repurposed uh, generic restaurant or bar right. set that they've used before, but it didn't feel like it. They're very good on this show about making this wherever you are, the diners or the kitchens or the bowling yeah. alleys feel like they feel run down and they feel used. Sometimes on yeah. TV shows, sets feel like they feel too polished. That's a good point. Uh, we see bunnies attending to customers, and we see a lot of dark wood furniture. Oscar, and then Felix and Oscar have walked in. Oscar says, nice, huh? Felix says, yes, I have to say I'm very impressed. This is very lovely indeed. Now, he stares at a bunny walking by, and Oscar says, Felix, please. Felix says, only human. Oscar says, I know, I know. Sit down. Felix says, it's a very pleasant place. I'm glad Gloria has such a nice job. Oscar says, good. That's why I wanted you to see it. Now, at this time... Glory comes over and she's wearing a Playboy Bunny outfit. And that leads to this next scene. Now I'm your bunny, Gloria. <clears throat> shame, shame, Gloria. Naughty, naughty, Gloria. Come here. Could you explain these are my working clothes? Yeah, that's part of her costume. I think she looks kind of cute. What are you doing? Yeah. Don't look like that. Don't look like that. Gloria, what have they done to you? You look so brazen, so seductive. She looks like everybody else Sit in the down, club. All the girls you admired on the way to the table. Don't compare my Gloria to those animals. Sit down yes, so they don't... Please, I have got to get back to work. Will you? You weren't upset by the other bunnies. I'm not engaged to the other bunnies. I hate this place. I hate it. Oh, no. You hate it. Hell tactfully late. You watch yourself, pervert! <laughs> Tell them your hop went bad. I don't care what you tell them. Turn in your tail. Get out of here. Come on. Please, I've got to get. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm going to work for this organization. Huh? So all you have to do is do a good job, get successful, marry Gloria, then she'll quit. Does she have to bend over so much when she serves? <laughs> Gloria, do you have to bend all the way over like this? I did go like this, sir. Like this. <laughs> I'm sorry I got you this job. If you don't like it, why don't you quit? Because I need the job. You can't have it both ways. All right. I'm adjusting. I'm fine. I'm fine. We'll order champagne and toast New York's best young photographer, Spencer Benedict. Who's that? That's me. You don't think I'm going to use my real name for nudies, do you? <laughs> Eyes front, mister. <laughs> So in that scene, uh, when he sees Gloria have all her cleavage, he tries to cover it up with a napkin and then a cocktail tray. And all the he's yelling, you know, all the things we hear him yelling at guys or yelling at men who are staring at Gloria. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a funny scene. Uh, now we have a new scene. We're now in Oscar's living room. The couch is turned around, so it's facing the window. There's a decorative sheet on it. Felix is setting up some photographer lamps to light the couch, and he starts talking to whoever's on the couch. We don't know who it is, but he's talking to somebody, and he's taking a light meter reading, and he says, that's very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks just lovely. That's just perfect. Perfect tone. Now, could you make the pose just a little bit more languorous? You know what I mean? A little bit more feeling, and he arches his back to demonstrate what he wants the person to do, and we see a red feather boa start to move up and down, but we still don't see it a person. Now Felix says, put your hand behind your head, like, and he starts to show the model. And that's when Oscar pops up and says, oh, come on, will you, Felix? I'm only setting up for the light, which is a very visual funny. gag. that Very funny well. reveal. There. Yes. Felix says, yeah, but you're good. You're good. Oscar says, oh, cut it out. 
Felix says, you're helping me. Oscar says, I really don't understand you. And Felix asks why. Oscar says, in a, new, in a few minutes, you're going to be shooting six beautiful girls nude. You're cool as a cucumber. Felix says, well, this is my job. I'm like a doctor. Just technical problems to me. The color, the composition, all that. Well, Oscar, I want to thank you very, very much. You've been very kind to lend me your pad. They didn't want a studio job. They wanted this. It's just right. So the girls are going to be here soon. So I think time has come when you should. And now we're going to play another clip. Touch! That's my boy. Oh, I got a short drawn, I tell you, it's moist out there. Throw my foot. I know what you want, you dirty guy. You want to stand around and ogle the girl. You can't do it. I'll be okay. No. I'll sit down and behave. I'll be fine, honestly. What am I going to tell the girls? Don't pay any attention to that man in the corner. He's harmless. His tongue is always hanging out like that. <laughs> They won't stand for that. Oh, come on. How often does a guy get a chance to get him on the ground floor no. or something like this? Oh, I'll be the boyfriend. The what? Whenever they do the story about a playmate, they always have the boyfriend along. They're running together, they're skiing together, play horse. You're going to be the same boyfriend for all six girls? They're only going to pick one. You're not the type for that. That's a swinging bachelor type, suave, debonair. That's what not am I, you. chopped liver? At best. You never saw me in my Cut suave, up. debonair. We're going, going out, out. I didn't want to have to say this, but you see, if you don't let me stay... Then I'm not gonna let you use my apartment, see? Well put. You got it. Good. Now what'll I tell the girls? I don't know. You're here to write the captions. She skis, she's a philosophy major, she wants to be a policewoman. Typical girl next door. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hello? I'm Brenda Martin. Hello, Brenda Martin. I'm Spencer Benedict. Now, well, you can go back and change in just a minute. Tell me about yourself. Are you a dancer or are you a model? I'm a dancer. Uh-huh, good. Have you done this kind of work before? <laughs> Hello, my dear. Hello. I've got my eye on you. So the big reveal there and the laugh is that Oscar comes out wearing an eye patch and a smoking jacket. <laughs> it's wow. kind of a Hugh Hefner parody look, you know. Uh, that's the kind of... The smoking jacket thing was very a look popularized by playboy magazine so i i, I feel it's kind of a reference a, a reference to to that and but why the eye it, patch is not. and why does why he the, have an eye patch <laughs> why the eye patch is supposed to be more even more uh, seductive i don't know so brenda martin is not credited oh, with a pipe I, I think he has a pipe or does he have a pipe too okay um brenda martin is uncredited i tried to see if she's a real playmate or something but i couldn't yeah. find any I can't find an actress playing a Brenda Martin or a real. How Brenda do you Martin. know she, her name is Brenda Martin? She says I'm Brenda Martin when she walks in, in the clip. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not right. Uh, you don't. So we don't know the actress. No, I don't know if it is an actress. This feels right. like a real person somehow. That's a mo- Playboy model. So first of all, I couldn't find. There's no. There's no credit. If you look at the end of the show and IMDb, yes. there's no listing for Brenda Martin, which is odd because it's a speaking role. Right. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe that means somehow this is a real person who's a playmate who's just a cameo and they didn't well, mention her. Well, it's like an actor who does not merit in their contract a, a billing. But usually we find, that could be, but usually we find most people have a speaking role, get a credit. And the fact that or she says- End up on IMDb somehow. Right. I have found that IMDb is very tied to but, the end credits of the show. Right. So I expected there to be a name. When I didn't find a name, I then thought, okay, maybe this is a real person who somehow didn't get a name in the credit. So I Googled Brenda Martin Playboy and found no nothing. So I don't know who this is. 
So we now dissolve to a new scene of Felix and Oscar saying goodnight to another model. Uh, she's an African-American woman. Also no credit, but we barely see her. Now Oscar raises his eye patch and whistles. Felix says, will you tell me what you're doing? The heel <laughs> clicking, the hand kissing. Oscar says, you told me to be a gentleman. Felix says, have you no conscious whatever? Is there no end to your chicanery? You told one girl you're an exiled oh, pole player. I think I left off the word here. You're an exiled, I can't remember what she said. Polo player? Polo player, maybe. You told another you lost your eye in a duel. You told that girl you're a Romanian prince. Oscar says, Felix, you're not going to believe this. A lot of people take me for Romanian. <laughs> and Felix says, yeah, pastrami lovers. You know, I had no idea until writing this up that I didn't know pastrami was a Romanian food. Is that something everybody well, knows? No, and I, I checked it too. And It is. Like, that's what it says it is, when you look at right. it. On, it is a Romanian, that style of barbecued meat is a, originated in Romania, but was popularized. And it's a Romanian word. That's the, the main, the main uh, evidence. But it was popularized in the U.S. by Jewish delis. That's that what I associate it with. Yeah. Sampled it in the old country, you know. I think my dad used to eat pastrami, the Carnegie oh, Deli, the, oh, the yeah. um, what's the other big deli that closed? The Carnegie Stage. Stage, yeah. So I had no idea it was Romanian. Uh, now, after uh, he says, yeah, pastrami lovers, the doorbell rings again, uh, presumably for another model, and that leads to another clip. That must be the sixth. Hello, my... Oh, hi, Gloria. Come on in. Hi, Oscar. Hi, Gloria. Come in. Hi, Pete. How'd you know I was here? Oh, this is where they said you'd be working today. Yeah, well, we, we'll have another hour, so we have another girl coming. I know. I'm the other girl. I'm the main here. She says if I don't take the picture, somebody else will. When do we start? Oh, come on, take that idiot thing off. What am I supposed to do? I know. I'll use photographic tricks. I'll superimpose the Eiffel Tower over and call her Miss April in Paris. Why don't you shoot her with all our clothes on and call it April Fool? I could make her Miss December. A Santa suit. She's carrying the sack in front of her. Will you stop being... No, no, don't come out. Not, not yet, not yet. Come on, out here, come on. Let's you go. Mean, I live here. Out and scrape. All right, let me change my jacket. You're not going back there. Come on, get out. Where am I going to go? I don't know. Where are exiled, one-eyed Romanian polo players go? All right, I'll go see half a movie. Now we go back to the Playboy Club, unless you had something to say about that scene. It's a funny scene, but I didn't have much to say about it. Do you? Well, you it, 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 it indicates something that I do find a little... I'm starting to get annoyed by Gloria as a character. Um, you know, it's interesting how Gloria is never gets the amount of depth or treatment that Blanche does when she's on the show. Uh, and you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Blanche is, gets a lot of dialogue and there's a lot of, you know, character development of her in a way. And this is a great example. Like we never really find it here. What Gloria has to say about any of this directly, at least, you know? Like the scene, you would think the scene between Felix, between uh, where Felix, where Gloria convinces Felix to take the picture would be an, uh, an important scene and an interesting one. And here we, Felix just sums it up. So it is starting to, it's noticeable in an episode like this that they really don't care about Gloria that much, I think. No, 
but it does show that Felix could marry a Playboy playmate because that's yeah. what she's supposed to be eventually. Yeah. Oh, and wasn't isn't uh, isn't that part of her? Bar? It was in her uh, something she actually did as a what, what's the actress's name? Janice. Janice. Oh, <laughs> we should know this. Yeah. Well, see what I mean? It's like she doesn't. She's not allowed to make a huge impression. Uh, but she's in so many episodes. She's in a lot more than uh, Brett Summers is. Oh, she's in a lot more. I can't. I didn't remember. Well, okay, that. maybe. All right, I will. I will establish that at another time. But I believe she's in Gloria. There's more Gloria episodes than Blanche. Janice Hansen. Janice Hansen was a, a not a, mo- a Playboy model, but a play uh, a bunny in the club. Yeah, she was a one-time Playboy bunny. That's right. Yeah. I actually forgot about that. So that actually makes sense while this is happening. Why? By the way, I, I you mentioned that the second model. Uh, is african-american and i was curious like when playboy started using black models and sure enough there is an article but the first uh black uh cover girl for playboy was 1971 so not too long before what about pl- what about playmate of the month which doesn't I don't, have to be in that cover. i i did not go further into that. All right. Well, I guess the timing works out because, well, no, it's not yeah. 74 because this is taking place in the 50s or 60s. Oh, interesting. Right. So they're kind of a, right. But CoverGirl, yeah, there could have been a playmate before CoverGirl. But um, well, no, I think it's unlikely. It's probably took a while for. Yeah. I mean, that was the story. So, but they're imposing their, it's it's the 70s sensibility coming through. Even though yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in that scene, you kind of forget it's a flashback almost. Right. Yes. <laughs> Actually, most of the episode, I forget it's a flashback. So now we, yeah, it does feel like it's all, I mean, everyone, first of all, looks like it's, you know, they don't look 20 years younger than right. they don't them. And do same the, with some of the flashbacks, they really try to make Oscar look younger. And, um, but honestly, it's like, I keep saying, well, it's not a, Okay, the main thing, the reason it's a flashback is that Felix and Gloria are together, but actually the way they fight and the way he's jealous, it eats it, it, that way after their divorce too. You know, yeah. like it, yeah. it could have worked out that way too. So now we're back at the Playboy Club. Oscar's sitting at a table with a tape recorder. Felix walks in and asks Oscar what he's doing there. And Oscar says, I work here, remember? And he asks Felix what Felix is doing there. And Felix says he's there to meet the photo editor, Al Fisher. To show him his pictures and ask her, Oscar asks, How did the pictures turn out? Which leads to another scene. Hey, how'd they turn out? Nice, nice. What about Gloria's shot? Overexposed. Uh, now, you didn't cop out with that April in Paris bit, did you? No, she wouldn't let me. She's totally unencumbered. Oh, yeah, let me see. No fat chance. I'm not going to use Gloria anyway. Why not? She's got a mole on her knee. Who cares about a mole on her knee? They want them perfect. Oh, they don't want them that perfect. They Oh, hey, Al. Nice. How are you? Nice to see you. This is our art director, Al Fisher. It's Felix Unger. How do you do? Hi. How do you do? That's it. That's it. You got the picture for me, right? Yes, yes. Okay. There you are. Good. Good. Let me see. Sit back. Oh, come on. Nice. 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 Uh, where's the sixth one? Sixth one? Oh, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't like that one. It turned out badly. Well, it's... I'll be the judge of what is good. Please, you contracted for six. Give me six, will you? You're not going to like it. it. It's no good. It's a, it's a total worthless waste. I, I was, was going to throw it away. Worthless? Well, we artists always hide our failures. Will you sit? Oh, I just... She's beautiful. Uh, let me look at her in the light here. 
Here, let me look at it, too. Will you bug off? Get back! Come on! You two, mister, mind your own business. I, I love that mole on her knee. Oh, yeah, let me see the mole. At least tell me your papers. Felix, this is Miss April. I I think you're making a mistake. I really do. I got another one here that's... Re All five are better, as a matter of fact. Well, if you want a third opinion, let me you're see... You're not going to see this picture. Why not? Everybody's going to see it in April. No, they're not. You can't print this picture. Why not? Because. Because why? Because. Because it's a fake. This picture is actually of Oscar's doorman. Bud Downey, yeah. It's amazing what you can do with an uh, airbrush. I'm, I'm so ashamed of myself. Hey, come on, give me some No, you're not going to print that. No, you're not. Over my dead body. You can torture me. You've got a contract. Mr. Stronger. I'm sorry. I'll sue you. I'll sue your head off. I will, too. I'll sue him. How are you going to sue him? It's a big corporation. They got the best lawyers in the I'll world. I'll get the biggest lawyer in the country. Melvin Belli. He's the only one who can do it. He wouldn't touch him. Who needs him? I'll do it myself. Don't you understand you don't have a case? Gloria wants the picture printed. Oh, who listens to anything a girl who walks around nude says? <laughs> I always have. <laughs> all right, there's a lot in that scene I want to discuss. First of all, why didn't they just tell Al that this is Gloria Felix's fiance? I think he would have understood a little bit more. Mm. Maybe still not. Maybe still think it should be published, but he sh they should have just told him that so he understands mm. why they're getting why he's getting so upset because it makes no yeah, sense otherwise. That's a fair point. I mean, it, it, presumably. Uh, Felix might be worried about, you know, disclose like he's just new to the job. He wants the job, and I get that. Of, but this is an emotional time. But they could have said that. They could have yeah, yes. gone through the motions of saying that. Yeah. I don't like the way Al. I think Al Fisher is a little bit of an arrogant prick. He says to <laughs> he says to Felix, "I'll be the judge of what is good," and I don't like the way he says that to Felix. Like he's, oh. He may be right, but I don't like the way he says it. <laughs> It's a little mean. Al Fisher's played by Lloyd Kino, who's one of the few Asian actors we see in the show not playing an Asian stereotype. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really a, it's a notable instance of true colorblind casting where they are. His name is Al Fisher. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they don't feel a need to give him a, an an obviously Asian name. They uh, don't make any <laughs> Asian stereotype jokes about him. They he does not speak with any accent. It's so yes, that is true colorblind casting. So Lloyd Kino started acting in the early 1960s. He was on six episodes of Hawaiian Eye. He was on eight episodes of McHale's Navy. He was in The Man from Uncle. He was in Star Trek, which I did not couldn't figure out who he was, but I found who he was. Uh, he's an Ironside, MASH, Beretta, Happy Days, Black Sheep Squadron, Mork and Mindy, the final episode of Hawaii Five O, the original, two Quincy's, Remington Steel, Magnum PI, CSI, and NCIS. And he died in oh. 19 at 93 in 2012. Oh. So just a regular working Hollywood character. Felix has Glorious's pictures and clothes in three different folders. When he's Which is trying. very funny. Very funny. The way he says it takes forever to him to, to take the photo. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Belli was one of the most famous lawyers in the country, even in this time, in this flashback. He was known as the king of torts because he did a lot of personal injury cases. He also established a lot of consumer rights laws with those cases. He defended Jack Ruby most famously for free to try to get him declared legally insane, but it didn't work. Uh, he was convicted, although the conviction was overturned, but then Jack Ruby died. Famous clients included... The gangster Mickey Cohen, Errol Flynn, Lenny Bruce, Mae West, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. He was also an actor. 
he appeared not as himself on Star Trek in probably one of the more boring episodes called "And the Children Shall Lead." It's probably the worst Star Trek original series episode, I think. Do you um, know who he? I mean, can you remember who he played, or do you? Yes, he played this leader. He played kind of a leader of wow. a cult leader of children. That is so weird. I mean, I I am familiar with this guy now because I was just reading a, a book about the Jack Ruby trial, and it and it did go into what a colorful character. He was uh, definitely a showboating lawyer, uh, very flamboyant and got himself on TV and constantly, you know, real television, a television lawyer. Uh, But the fact that he actually played a role in a Star Trek episode is hilarious. Yes. The character's name was Gorgan. Um, And he's all (laughs) he's all he's like, yeah, he's. he, oh, here's a description. He's the last known inhabitant of the planet Triacus and potentially native, an entity which assumes a vaguely humanoid form in all known appearances. Freed from a cave by the Starnes exp- expedition in 2269, Gorgon proceeds to drive them all to induce suicides and then gain their orphans' trust in order to hijack a vessel <laughs> off-world. Also, they, almost, he almost succeeds in using the Enterprise to do so, overcoming many of the junior crew with the aid of the children using a form of hypnotic suggestion. It's a, it's a terrible episode. And it's they said, the, let's get Melvin no, Bell. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm sure there's a story behind that that I could have looked up, but I didn't think we I had a feeling you didn't want to get that deep into Melvin yeah. Belli and Star Trek. That's deep enough. Uh, he also didn't play himself. Since he's not on the episode. Uh, that's right. It's just a reference. Right. He also was on Murder, She Wrote, not as himself, but he was as himself on Hunter. There was a famous, he did a lot of talk shows. He's kind of like, he and F. Lee Bailey were kind of the two big lawyers of the right, era. Right, right, right. He wrote a lot of books and he had a famous, he was married six times and there was a famous divorce case in the 90s when he accused his ex-wife, his ex-wife of having an affair with Bishop Desmond Tutu. Remember this? <laughs> no. And also accused her of throwing a dog off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> I don't think we're normal. I, I think most but, people believe that none of that happened. But the Desmond, I, that's a terrible thing to say about yeah, Desmond he, Tutu. This guy was a character. Um, so the next scene, we see an exterior of a court building, and we see Felix sitting at the plaintiff's table wearing a bow tie. Oscar's behind him. Felix gestures for Oscar to come talk to him. Oscar leans forward, and Felix says, Be ready. I'm going to put you on the stand as a character witness. Oscar gives him a gesture of support and he nods. The judge bangs his gavel and says, the case of Felix Unger suing the Hugh Hefner Corporation. Now, the judge, of course, is our old pal, Kurt Conway, playing a judge for the third and final time on the show. Uh, I assume we can't be the same judge because it's a 20 years in the the past. Yes. He asks Oscar. He He just gets it's like he he ages backwards in a way. Kurt Conway. He doesn't age at all. He just goes backwards (laughs) in time. You're saying it's like it's like Benjamin Button. A sort. Well, uh, I guess. Yeah, doesn't he just doesn't age at all? He's like uh, Dorian Gray. Yeah, but that's going forward. What do you say about someone who doesn't age? Doesn't get younger when he goes back in time? Ageless. He's a time traveler. Yes, that's the only. He asks to both Felix and the. Hefner attorney, are you both satisfied with the jury? And the Hefner lawyer says, we are your honor. Now that's Arthur Batanides mm. in his third and final odd couple appearance. He was the bartender in the right. um, episode with uh, Deacon Jones. Right. Uh, and he and was then also, the soccer player, the Italian soccer player. Yes, soccer. And yes, and also in Star Trek. 
Felix stands and says, eminently satisfied, your honor. Now, Felix starts talking to the jury. He says, he starts saying hello to each jury member. Hiya, Frank, how are you? Bob, Chris, and a big hello to Sister Evangeline of the Salvation Army. You do good work. Wonderful organization. How does he know these people? I didn't understand that. Well, is the implication that they, you know, they had jury selection does involve the attorneys oh, interviewing. See. Okay. See, this, I don't know if you know the way a court room works. I didn't think about the, <laughs> I didn't think about that part of the process. Well, but usually even, they, these episodes don't go into that. But even then, how would he know them after he picks them? That is a bit odd but that's why it's funny i guess so the judge banks his gavel and says mr unger please when we recess why don't you just give each juror an apple now felix makes this i don't know how you describe this face he makes twice in this episode it's very exaggerated his eyes are wide open i describe it as a combination of an apology face and an indignance face hmm. how would you describe that face he makes yeah <laughs> you're, you're doing it to me, on yeah uh <laughs> So the judge, I know, said, it's a, it's a, it's a no, no, here's how I would describe it. It's Felix going, all right, whatever, you're the judge. He does it later, though, too. Judge says, do you still want to handle your own case? Now, we're going to play this clip. It's the longest clip I think we've ever played on our podcast. The other clips were much yeah. shorter than we normally play, so we're making mm-hmm. up for it. But this is six and a half minutes, but it's the whole you can't really do justice to this by reciting the lines because of the way Felix Tony Randall delivers everything and the hearing the judge and Oscar. Oh yeah. It's a, it's, it's one of the three great courtroom right. scenes. Yeah. And I believe, so I think the last one, right. I don't think we have a, uh, this kind of Felix as uh, in court as a I lawyer. Think, oh, I, I, I guess that's right. I, I, I don't, I can't think of the next one. If there is one, you're right. Do you still want to handle your own case? Yes, your judgeship, I do. Very well. You may begin, Mr. Hoffman. Oh, thank you, Your Honor. I'll be brief. Objection, Your Honor. (laughs) On what grounds? My esteemed colleague is attempting to prejudice the jury by being brief, thereby insinuating that I will be lengthy and boring. (laughs) Objection overruled. Thank you, Your Honor. It's an open and shut case. He really has no grounds to sue us. Mr. Felix Unger signed a legal contract with Hugh Hefner Corporation to supply us with six subjects. He has only supplied us with five, and he has refused to allow us to print the sixth. Now then, I would like to enter into evidence this contract marked as Exhibit A. May I see this, please? You're building a case on this? Look at this, you're... This is what he's building a case on. He thinks he's got a case. Is this the contract? Yes. Is this your signature? Yes. A heck of a case. (laughs) Legal minds may differ, but it is our contention, Your Honor, that I signed this mere scrap of paper under emotional duress. He was under no duress. Balderdash! We would therefore like to call as our first and only witness to the stand, Mr. Oscar Madison. He's gonna put my best friend on the stand. He thinks it's gonna do him soon. <laughs> you blew it, but 
Somebody you had me on that contract business and you didn't know it. Now you blew it. Mr. Madison, were you present when Mr. Unger signed this contract? Yes, I was. Good. And would you please tell the court exactly what was his reaction to this? Well, it was difficult for me to say. Oh, well, now, come, Mr. Madison. I'm sure you can remember. Tell us, how did he act? Well, he threw his hat up in the air and yelled, yippee. Yelled what? Yippee. <laughs> yippee. Well, no further questions, Your Honor. Your witness. <laughs> Mr. Madison. Where are you employed? Playboy magazine. I beg your pardon, what, what? Playboy magazine. Oh, well, well, well. And how long did you think you could keep that from us? I wasn't trying to keep anything from you. Your Honor, this man is obviously a stooge of management. A corporation puppet. One of those little gray men you see skulking through the halls of any giant cartel. Nameless, faceless men without scruples trying to claw their way to the top. I think I speak for this entire court when I say, you make me sick. Get off the street. Mr. Hoffman. Any more witnesses? Defense rests, Your Honor. Mr. Unger, you may present your case. You will not find me unprepared, Your Honor. I have contrived what I consider to be an uncontestable case. I will cite legal ethics, moral standards, ladies, publishing precedent, and good old common sense. In order that the court may judge what sort of man stands here alone before it, I will call to the stand as a character witness, Oscar Madison. <laughs> you make me sick! No further questions. I believe this case will stand on its own merits. Let's look, shall we, at the evidence. Give me a break, Your Honor. This is my fiance. I don't want to Please, Mr. Hunger, we don't whine in court. How would you feel if a national magazine printed a naked picture of your wife? Amazed. That's your problem, not mine. Now, now, Mr. Hunger, the law is the law. If the photo were obscene, you might have an argument. It is. I know. I took it. I'm an obscene photographer. Well, that could be a point of contention. Bring me the photograph. No, I'd rather not. What? Do I have a choice? Yes. You can bring me the picture or be cited for contempt. Some choice.
bit irregular, but as long as the jury is here, why not let the jury decide? No, no, please don't. Not, not the bailiff. Yes, Your Honor. Even the bailiff gets to see it. So my favorite moment in that scene, and one of my favorite moments in the whole series, is after Oscar gets off the stand, he completely destroys Felix's papers and throws them up in the air. And the way he does that, and the expression on Felix's face, which is that same expression, is just hysterical. I love that it's moment. A sudden outburst by Jack Klugman of physical. A sudden outburst of physical. Uh... But it's and, and it's the way the outburst happens. The way yeah. the papers fly up. It's the way yeah. He, yeah. he 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 messes with them. It's just so funny. Um. So at the end there, when it's a little silent, the the, the picture is going around to all the jury members who are all men and they're all ogling at them until they give them to the sister who's really dressed right. up in like an old timey <laughs> Salvation, Salvation Army. Army. <laughs> right. Why she's dressed up like that makes no sense. <sighs> Um, and then he, he hands it to now when she says you haven't got a prayer is that her saying there's no way this you is know, obscene yeah it's a funny line but uh, I mean you would think the setup would be she would think that any nude photograph is obscene I think that's the point is that she's not maybe she's just saying you're a bad person for doing this at all but not even relevant to the oh I see uh, Felix I see. is trying to prove wants them to believe that the picture is over the line and yeah. that's why it shouldn't be published right but um the the thing that that works against felix is that it's a tasteful nude and i think so, i thought that's what she's i think now i think i think though her point even this sister who would right. seem to be the most prudent of everyone oh, on I the, see. is ah, like this is a tasteful a picture you haven't got a prayer right so yeah. even i a prude yeah. i'm saying this yes yes <laughs> um now, it course, sounds though, but the, but the initial yes, gut reaction right. is that you're you're a sinner. So I don't know. exactly, and the many bailiff, layers, many layers to that joke. The bailiff is Eddie Garrett. Yep. So now we have another scene. Oscar's talking Wait, in the play. Are we, are, oh. we're still. Oh, that's the end of the Charleston. Yeah, six that and a half minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, can I just uh, yes. Kurt Conway? Yeah. Uh, uh, died uh, one month after this aired. Oh yeah, that's right. I so God, he died. So yeah, yes. Respect. I, mean, I remember he died. I remember us talking about him dying soon after the last episode aired. I didn't. Re- I forgot this one. Of course, would have to be yeah. closer to that. Uh, the next scene, Oscar's talking in the Playboy Club to those two playmates we saw in Felix's apartment, Brenda Martin and the. Why not? You gotta. You already have them booked on the show. You gotta reuse them. Yeah. Uh, and Oscar says, uh, Felix walks in, Oscar says, he's been looking for him. Where's he been? And Felix says, walking. Oscar says, where? Felix says, where? Walking. I walked. I walked. I kept thinking about April. April used to be my most favorite month. Spring house cleaning. April showers bring May flowers. Oscar says, are you through feeling sorry for yourself? And Felix says, in April, 15 million people, 30 million eyes are going to be staring at my girl. What's my mother going to think? A woman who told me if I read National Graphic, I'd go blind, which gets a big laugh from the audience. 
And at this point, Mr. Hugh Hefner walks in to some applause that sounds to me a little bit like it was inserted. <laughs> That's what I think. You, you uh, tell me. Okay, let's see. You have enough, Felix. This is Hugh Hefner. You think a big man like that could afford a jacket? He's been very anxious to meet you. What does he want of me now? My well-built aunt from Cleveland? Will you sit down and hold it? Let the man talk to you? He's a tell you. Well, Felix, I just got back from London and I've heard about your problem. You've come to gloat? No, I, uh, I think you're kind of spunky. Even though we won the suit, I don't force people to publish their work. We'll find someone else for Miss April. You gonna give me my picture back? Mole and all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're a wonderful man. You look good without a jacket. Nice hey, who's going to be Miss April? I think we're going to use one of uh, Felix's other pictures. You know, you're you're really quite a good photographer. But a lousy lawyer. Wonderful <laughs> sense of you. You're a great guy. You know, you're a lot like me in many respects. You're civilized. I like that. Can I call you Hef? Mr. Hef. <laughs> That was a great story. I was totally enraptured. Sam, Murray, you killed me again. You told them the whole sordid episode, huh? One thing still confuses me. What? If Mr. Hefner was so nice to you, why are you still angry at him? Well, can't you imagine the embarrassment I went through? Two of those jurors called Gloria for years after we were married. The judge still writes to her. There's one thing that just eats at me. What's that? Before I got that negative back from the magazine, some wiseacre up there made ten copies of that picture. I got nine of them back. <laughs> I won't rest till I find that tenth one. So the big joke at the end is after he says that Oscar turns to Murray and Mernon has a big grin on his face. It's pretty striking. Think about it. Uh, that a running gag through the second half of this episode is how badly Oscar needs to see Gloria naked. Yes. His, and that, his best friend's fiance. In fact, at the end of the first scene with Hugh Hefner, Felix has left the picture right. on the table in an envelope. And Oscar goes to and open it, and that's when Felix comes yeah. back and takes it away from he him. He thinks that's his chance to see it, right? Yeah. So now, of course, remember that Oscar, you know, on that blind date flashback, Oscar was with Gloria, and that's Felix right. was with Mitzi. Mitzi. You know, Mitzi. First Mitzi. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he could have, you know, he could have dated Gloria instead. And then he was matched up with her on a, a computer dating blind date. That's right. And so he had his chance, you know. And yet he still is just lusting after her photograph which he has presumably now seen now he has yeah, that's true right. yeah um i like this had, which he's had for 15 years apparently. i like this episode mainly because of the courtroom scene and that moment with that with the papers um and that elevates it to me to a four out of five um you know it's not there's parts of it don't work for me but not enough that matters because of the courtroom scene um and it's just, I, it's also, I like the sets and the, you know, having multiple cat, you know, it's a big cast, one of the episodes they spent money on. Yeah. So, definitely. so it's, a, it's enjoyable for me. And, and that, that moment in the courtroom always makes me laugh. So four out of five Murray's for me. Um, well, before I 
address that. Uh, I just wanted to uh, give closure to your theory about the uh, inserted applause for Hugh oh, Hefner. Oh, right. Definitely. I Now that I hear it, definitely. And, you know, I think I knew... I felt something was weird about it at the time. You know what it is? They keep talking. If it were real, if it were live applause, they would have waited for the applause to die down before the dialogue. But they clearly go right into the dialogue. And the, so they kind of layer in this little applause, you know, insert a sound while they're speaking. That's what's off about it. But it is definitely like, let's please Mr. Hefner. Yes. You know, yeah. Gave a, who, I mean, it, it is weird that they, it's they have this whole tie-in, you know, for the whole episode. But I, yes, I agree. I yeah, I, I agree with you about the episode, um, and I think I also give it four Murrays. Um, I mean, the funny thing is, even though Hefner is, um, he's fine in the scene. Uh, uh, I, I love how uh, Felix buddies up to him at the end. <laughs> yeah, and it says, even says, you know, you're a lot like me. Civilized, right? That's what so he that, says. Yeah. Mr. And then Mr. F. Um, it's one of those episodes that's such a zeitgeist uh, episode, right? I mean, uh, I do like that. This is like, and his cameo is like Howard Cosell's, even though Cosell was bigger, much bigger part. Uh, I love that the way it captures something iconic of that of that time, and it shows. It's interesting because it shows how the mainstreaming of Playboy like really was, uh, you know, succeeded at transcending pornography. And being acceptable on uh, network uh, sitcoms. By the way, Oscar kind of worked for Playboy before. Do you remember in season one? Oh, in the fake Playboy. Yes. Yes. With John Aston right. uh, as playing a Hefner. I forget what what they call the magazine in that one. Um, I don't either. So it's all it's it's there in season one too. So it's interesting they kind of followed up and on that and redid that the concept of that episode. Uh, but yeah, the court—it's a the courtroom scene. It's one of th- only three, and uh, and it delivers. And uh, so, out of respect to Kurt Conway, and uh, especially, I, I this is definitely a good one. Kurt Conway, who's alive in the world of Odd Couple, in he's the world still, of Odd Couple, because he's still, still sending glory mm, letters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you said four. Yeah, sorry, did you say four? Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for our recap of this episode. Should um, we say that the yes, if you are listening oh, to this in yes. December 2021, uh, that we will now that we've we're going to take a little break after yes, we yeah. have now completed season four, yeah, and uh, start season five. I hope shortly, uh, early into the new year. Uh, yes. If you are listening to this at any other time, then just ignore what I just said. Yes, that's a good housekeeping point. Um, so if you have uh, feedback on the episode, on our episode, on this episode, or anything else, you can email us at 1049pod at gmail.com. Garrett, you make me sick. Boulder Dash.